The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They're not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Played it straight, huh? I'm always serious. Today on the lab report, we're going to talk about TMAO. Trimethylamine oxide. Yeah, where does it come from? What do we do about it? How do we prevent it? Is it good, bad? We'll see. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. You have quite the look today, Michael Chapman. Yeah, uh, at some point, people are going to stop taking me seriously. We've passed that point long ago. Uh. Hello! Michael Chapman, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing, Patty Devers? I am living my best life, of course, and you look pretty fancy today. Hey, thanks. Um, So, this is a podcast. Mm -hmm. It's called The Lab Report. This is where we talk about things like specialty lab testing, Uh integrative therapeutics, Uh functional and precision medicine, Uh and if you like this show, what can they do? They can go to iTunes or Spotify. Do all the likey, subscribey stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just hit all the buttons and things like that. Just go crazy with those they, buttons. Just hit stuff. Just go crazy. And if you have more things you want to tell us besides hitting the likey, subscribey stuff, what can they do? Well, they can send that feedback, opinions, positive or negative, to Whoa. podcast at gdx.net. That's our email address. And be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Genova Diagnostics. Lots of fun shenanigans there. We also have a website. We do. It's called www.gdx.net. Wow, we have a lot of stuff. We got stuff. <laughs> we, got, we got all the stuff. Not we, all the stuff. All, most most of the stuff. We got some stuff. Yeah. stuff. Stuff's good. Yeah, we got stuff. And do you like red meat, Michael? Do I like red yeah, meat? Yeah, do you? I do like red meat. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of the red meat. Yeah. Should we be concerned about your red meat intake? Well, I think that's going to be part and parcel of what we talk about, right? So, yep, yep. Um, yep. Certainly, there are people who are concerned about red meat, and probably for some reasons, you know, it's it's one of those things. We can't even agree on eggs. How many times <laughs> have we gone back and forth on eggs? Things go back and forth. Don't eat those eggs. Red meat goes. Eat back all and the forth. eggs. Don't right. eat. No, just right. eat the whites. No, you got to get the yellows. That's right. Plants will kill you. Plants are great for you. What's your microbiome without fiber? I mean, butter. We go back and forth. Butter. butter. Get a bad rap. Lards back in style. Apparently. Lard's a weird word. Yeah. Was, was, lard. Was lard did, lard... did lard go out of style and now it's back? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Lard went away and came back? Oh, yeah. And, well, it should. It's lard. 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 Well, do you cook your red meat in lard? No, it doesn't. It's got its own lard, right? That's it, fair. It does. It doesn't need It doesn't need additional <laughs> support, usually. Well, why are we talking about red meat in the first place? Why do we single it out? Okay, so there's a concern out there mm-hmm. about a, a metabolite. Say more. Which can originate from animal products, mm. um, as well as other products, and is called trimethylamine. Right. And so the concern here is that there has certainly been evidence that supports an association. Now we say that in air quotes, right? Association, because what does that really mean? Do we know? However, all that being said, high levels of TMAO, which is trimethylamine oxide, is a is associated with cardiovascular disease and endothelial function when it's high in the blood. Whoa, 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 whoa. I just said some words. Back all of this up. That's a lot you just vomited right there, Michael. Yeah. I'm going to take it back to the basics. Okay, let's do it. 
Um, Is this where we break it down? Yes. It's time to break break it it down. down. Wow. It's been almost 100 episodes since we did this. Nothing says TMAO like smooth jazz. No doubt. (laughs) It's the first thing I think of. Right. Well, now I'm all mellow. I got to put my brain back in mode. Well, what we're trying to do is start from the beginning because you really did just vomit a whole bunch of concepts at once. I got excited. You do that a lot. I'm sorry. I'm going to bring it all the way back to the beginning, back to the basics, and I'm just going to say this. You rambled a lot about TMAO. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm bringing it back to the gut. Always. Everything comes back to the gut. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of bacteria in our gut. We know this. Commensal bacteria. Lots. And and the bugs in our gut make stuff. They make so much stuff. They make important stuff. They They are busy. They make bad stuff. They They make good stuff. Busy bugs. (laughs) And they make stuff based on what you eat, right? Uh You feed them and they take that and they make more stuff and things and things and stuff. Yeah, we're like in some sort of homeostatic balance with these little critters. Yeah, yeah. So there are certain... (laughs) Prokaryotes. And eukaryotes. Uh There are some foods that you get in your diet that Mm. contain things like choline and carnitine. Right. These things are in food. Yeah, they're in food. And And very high in animal foods. Yeah. And when those foods get down to the bugs in your gut, the bugs in your gut use carnitine and choline to create a metabolite called trimethylamine, or TMA. Yeah, it's kind of like a byproduct for their their processes. Right, right. So It's you're, like they're polluting. Kind of, especially when it comes to TMA, mm-hmm. right? Because TMA, trimethylamine, when it gets into your circulation, gets absorbed into your circulation, makes its way to the liver, and the liver oxidizes it. As the liver does. It's very busy, too. Yes. The liver's also busy. Yes. So the liver oxidizes TMA, and it becomes TMAO. That was super helpful. Thanks. That was very... I think that was a good, sufficient way to break it down. We yeah, broke it, it starts down. in the gut. Um, speaking of breaking things down, right? I mean, I thought it was good. <laughs> All right. So here we are. Yeah. We've got TMAO floating mm-hmm, around mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. our system. And earlier on in your word vomit, you were rambling something about TMAO and cardiovascular disease or yeah. endothelial dysfunction or right. something. Right. So Get this, me there. this product that <clears throat> essentially starts in the gut, goes to the liver, gets oxidized, turns into TMAO, has been associated with cardiovascular disease and endothelial dysfunction. Uh, when it's high in the serum, right? So mm-hmm. studies have shown you measure uh, TMAO in the serum and it's positively correlated with these conditions. So, but keep in mind, you said a couple things where it's hard to make a direct cause and effect scenario because first you said the bugs make it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, based on c- carnitine choline from the diet. And then it can be absorbed. It doesn't necessarily mean we know for sure how much of it true. gets absorbed into the serum. All true. And then it goes to the liver, and the liver can mm-hmm. oxidize it into TMAO, which has also probably got tons of different feedback mechanisms. So there's a couple leaps there. A lot of um, places things could go, could go wrong. Absolutely. Or not even happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say the jury is still a little bit out, and there's actually some evidence to show that maybe the red meat and the animal protein consumption um, and even L-carnitine supplementation might not be as big of a concern 
when it comes to TMAO, and we can talk about that. So I think the point you're trying to make there is there there are a lot of correlations. Sure. Not necessarily definitively as a causation, though still under investigation, and mm-hmm. it comes down to that whole concept that just because every house that burns down has a sink doesn't mean that sinks cause house fires. And right. that's kind of what people are making a leap with red meat right. and heart disease. Yeah, it's it's super interesting, actually, because um, when we think about L-carnitine, mm-hmm. um, certainly we think about people supplementing for exercise and building muscle and things like that. But it also has been used fairly effectively to help with cardiovascular conditions, yes. insulin resistance, yes. and even yeah. non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So, um, you know, and they did one study actually where they were looking at TMAO and with respect to L-carnitine supplementation, and they found, yes, TMAO did actually go up. However, what they found was improvements in endothelial function based on the antioxidant capacity of L-carnitine. So it was sort of like a n- maybe a net neutral or even a benefit. Well, I'm just going to say this, that a lot of people who espouse the carnivore diet face this argument all the time. And then there are vegans. And even paleo, yeah. Right. And, and then vegetarians and vegans use the mm-hmm. argument to say, see, this is a healthier diet. Right. But there are sources of choline mm-hmm. in things like eggs and milk products. But if you're a vegan and you don't eat those, there's still choline in things like legumes, tofu, green vegetables, potatoes, nuts, seeds, grains, and fruit. So this is, not one diet is... TMA-free. That's right. Okay, so that begs the bigger question, Michael. Mm. If we know... Why TM- are we begging questions? Because How do you beg a question? Plus, you're already asking the question. Please, now you're asking a question of the please, questions? Please, please, can I ask the question? Please, oh, please. I... Please, I have a question. Uh, I was so, going to say, come on, question. <laughs> I'm begging this question, question. of you. <laughs> I'm begging this question of you. So if we just talked about that both vegans, vegetarians, and the carnivore people or paleo people are at risk for heart disease, what is the difference there? Like if TMA can come from carnitine and it can also come from choline, does it matter the food source when it comes to TMAO and risk? I don't know. Oh, come on. Well, and let me tell oh, you why. On. Let me tell you why I'm saying this. Okay, I've got All a right. paper in front of me. This is a 2016 paper, Dietary Anthropometric Whoa. and Biochemical Factors Influencing Plasma Choline, Carnitine, Trimethylamine, and Trimethylamine and Oxide Concentrations. And Whoa. this is a fascinating paper. Is that the title? That's It's a long title. It's, <laughs> it's got a lot of syllables. Um, but... What they did was really, really interesting. So they had a group of people, um, and it wasn't a small N number. I can get back to you on that part of it. But uh, they did kind of a pretty sufficient review of their dietary patterns. Okay. And they took these dietary patterns and grouped them into just kind of main categories, like breads, rice, mm-hmm. potatoes, vegetables, fruits, nuts, seeds, eggs, you know, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, and yeah. so what they did was they measured, based on their diets, um, a lot of different, uh, you know, biometrics, but also carnitine in the serum, cholesterol in the serum, TMA and TMAO. Whoa. Okay. And so what they found was totally fascinating because not surprisingly and perhaps consistent, um, they compared like relative differences between the categories, right? So they said like, okay, did people who eat meat, did they have relatively more TMA, TMAO in the serum compared to people who had more vegetables, that sort of thing. Okay. Okay. And what they found was, not surprisingly, the people who had a lot of meat products did have higher levels of TMA, uh, higher levels of eggs, things like, uh, sorry, people who, you know, eggs led to higher levels <laughs> they, of they TMA. They measured egg levels? Yes, yes. <laughs> How's your egg level today? Um, and But what they didn't find was a correlation between 
TMAO in the serum and these things. Okay, in wait, fact, wait, wait, wait. Let me clarify what you just said. Yeah. So just because you have a high TMA does not necessarily mean it's going to become TMAO is basically what you just said. Exactly, okay. exactly. And surprisingly, the only statistical significant increase in TMAO levels okay. was associated with bread. Whoa. White bread specifically. Whoa. Yeah. So something about bread causes the the oxide enzymes in your liver, the flavin-containing oxide enzymes, to convert TMA to TMAO? Well, I mean, we can't jump to that. We can't say for oh, certain okay. there's something in the bread that's doing this because okay. then they went further and they compared these four different things to other biochemical parameters and anthropometrics. So, uh, okay. for example, the things that statistically significantly raised TMAO uh, was homocysteine. Makes sense. And uh, BMI. Okay. Um, and cholesterol did do it to a certain extent as well. So what does that tell you about the story? Right? The conversion of TMA to TMAO is much greater, not necessarily based on diet, but based on what? Metabolic dysfunction. That's right. Insulin resistance. That's right. Other and things like that. Right. Inflammation. Right. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, if we're now devilifying TMA made in the gut, and it, we know that it's more that conversion to TMAO in the liver based on other factors, tell me how people are getting from red meat to dying of a heart attack. Yeah, let's unpack that. But one other crazy thing about this is one of the things that most dramatically reduced the TMAO in the serum. Go ahead. Methyl donors. Whoa. Right? There's the connection to homocysteine yes. there. So makes, makes perfect sense. Fascinating. Totally. Well, in my head, I think, okay, if cardiologists, the American Heart Association are saying that if you're at risk for cardiovascular disease, you should decrease your red meat intake. When in fact, if you take that to an even more root cause... Are you at risk for cardiovascular disease because you have insulin resistance and metabolic dysfunction? And shouldn't we be addressing that rather than just focusing on the red meat? Yeah, I mean, that's it's so crazy because it always keeps coming back to these core principles, right? right. The right. inflammation in the body, the toxicity, the methyl donors. Um, and so it's it's like everything, right? The, the body adjusts to the different nutrients and the food sources that you're putting in there as long as it has the capacity to do it. Okay, based on all of that stuff you just said. Yeah. So I shouldn't be watching my red meat intake. I mean, what am I eating? I mean, do I just stick to fish? I mean, what am I doing? <laughs> well, what am I, I think eating? it just, it makes us bring pause because we get so, um, I don't want to say neurotic, but I mean, there hung we up. go. We're hung up on it. Right. Where it's like, oh, that food's bad. That Hyper food's focus. good. You know, yes. all that. And so my, minuscule micromanaging of different foods and Correct. vilifying and all this sort of stuff. I mean, here's a perfect example. So another paper, the association of diet with circulating trimethylamine oxide concentration. And so what they found here, I'll just scan to the conclusions, is that TMAO concentration was significantly associated with fish intake, huh, but not with now, red. Yeah, I know the now fish. Here we go. But not with red meat consumption. And then they've go on to say that the UPI, which is the unhealthful plant-based diet index. <laughs> I don't know why. They, <laughs> is that a real index? I wonder what goes into they that. They made that up. I mean, that doesn't exist. Do we really need that acronym in our life? The UPDI, <laughs> unhealthful plant-based diet no. index. Well, that thing and unhealthy dietary patterns were inversely related to TMAO concentrations. So it, Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so the worst these people ate, the TMAO went down. And so they conclude by saying... 
This study suggests that in free living populations, higher circulating concentrations of TMAO cannot simply be interpreted as a marker of unhealthy food intake or an unhealthy dietary pattern, right? Okay. So what in the world? Now my brain is exploding. So this is the thing with research, right? It so much depends on how you model the study. Mm-hmm. So much depends on what sort of correlation you're drawing. Um, and you're going to have conflicting articles. And so we have to always pump the brakes when we make these one-to-one comparisons, especially when we're saying this food does that. I'll tell you, I was doing research on TMA. Other than taste good. <laughs> on TMA. And I found this article that was basically saying red meat is good for you. It does not increase any of your cardiovascular risk factors, including TMAO. And it was sponsored by like the US beef industry at the bottom when you go all the way to the bottom <laughs> to the contributors. <laughs> so always have a dose of skepticism. <laughs> it's always amazing, like how researchers and research gets funded that way. I mean, you know, it's just like, (laughs) where'd you get your funding? (laughs) Beef. (laughs) It's published on cowhide. I will say this, though. Mm -hmm. There are some very reputable journals out there. So there's this article in the European Heart Journal that's basically talking about TMAO being directly oxidized in the gut, in addition to being oxidized by hepatic flavin monooxygenases, which tells me that what you're eating, even though it turns into TMAO, it actually can be oxidized in, in situ, situ. Wow. In the gut. You just said so situ, many words situ, there. Situ. What was that? Flavin something or other oh, that you the, said? You just, the, you were showing off. That's the what enzyme that oxidizes TMAO. Say it again. Flavin, flavin monooxygenase. You said hepatic flavin monooxygenase yeah. and then in situ. Is it in situ or in situ? That's a good question. In I situ? don't know. In situ? In situ. Yeah, and there's lots of other articles that do find that correlation between red meat consumption, animal product consumption, and higher levels of TMAO in the serum to sort of rebuke the the earlier article that we read. But Mm -hmm. um, I think about it like this, right? There's so many variables. And what that one study showed was that in the context of inflammation and metabolic dysfunction and low B vitamins, low methylation, all those things, that there was more TMAO produced. So if you have an inflammatory pattern, right, and metabolic dysfunction, and you're eating a high amount of red meat, that's probably a bad thing. That's probably leading to TMAO production that's that's causing problems. Exactly. However, if you are not under those circumstances, if you are healthy and you're eating red meat as part of a a balanced dietary pattern, um, it could even be theoretically protective. So, you know, it's, it's always getting back to what's best for the person sitting in front of you um, and what's best for you with respect to your overall health goals. Okay. While you were just giving that long explanation. That was silly. I sort of zoned out a bit because I was thinking. I think I did too. (laughs) That makes better sense. Okay. So I was sort of thinking in my head, we have been talking all about sources of choline and carnitine and how you need to change your diet, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I think, is it the choline and carnitine in our diet or is it the changing of our diet that changes our microbiome and the microbiome's ability to make TMA because we know the microbiome fluctuates Mm -hmm. with any type of dietary change. So which is it? Is it necessarily the red meat or is it the change in the bacteria in your gut? Yeah, it's a great question, right? Because, you know, maybe in the perspective of standard American diet, Mm -hmm. right, you have this kind of dysbiosis that forms and you have an overgrowth of, you know, 
probably some of the more pathobiont or the things you don't want there, making the right. bad products, yeah. um, could certainly be playing a role. I, I think about it similar with like oxalates. You know, oh, yes, it's like so. Yes, think yes. about this: if you have a bunch of vegetarian, vegan people eating a lot of high leafy green vegetables, a lot right. of high oxalate foods, mm-hmm. um, would you not expect that at least? In the beginning, when they switched to that diet, that they would have higher circulating levels of oxalates in the blood until their microbiome shifts and oxalobacter gets rampant because it's like, I got all these oxalates I can break down. And then there you go. It's a a self-correcting system. Whoa, Travis. Good job, Travis. We missed you. Yeah, I haven't heard that in a while. You know what that sound means? Yep. Question of the day. What time is it? Oh, you know what time it is. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Wait, what time is it? Oh, I think you know what time it is. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Peacock and the witch. That's right. I love it. All right, well, let me get the question of the day. Hang on. Hot off the printer. Hot off the printer. Still using paper, I guess. We are. I have an AOL account. Okay, let's move on. Um, So the question here is that we've been talking this whole episode about how underlying inflammation and metabolic dysfunction might actually be at the heart of how people react to TMA, TMAO, red meat, eggs, choline, blah, blah, blah. Of all the Genova tests and profiles that we offer, which one would you reach for to assess whether or not someone should be more concerned about red meat than others? Yeah, that's a good question. So... um, you know, honorable mention first, I, we do have a cardiovascular uh, profile called the Cardio Check, which does look at some of these indicators, including things around metabolic dysfunction with like the triglyceride to HDL ratio and the apolipoproteins, which is interesting. But I, I think that one of the best things to look for would be right there on the front page of the NutriVal oh, and the Metabolomics Plus, because nice. right on the front page, you have pillars that evaluate all these things that we were just talking about, right? So we've got right. methylation. You get a score for your, your methylation imbalance. You get a score for oxidative stress, which is certainly going to be tied to this. Right. Uh, endothelial dysfunction, but probably you know even the inflammation and the inflammatory response and the, the, the oxidative stress, right? Mm-hmm. So you get a score there. Um, inflammation, if you're looking at the fatty acids, you're going to get some information there, as well as there's, there's ideas around inflammation scattered through that entire test. So uh, that would be... That would be perfect because that's looking at the core functions, the root causes like we were talking about. Oh, what a great answer. Thanks, Michael. No problem. Next time on The Lab Report, we're going to talk about milk and A1 and A2. Wait a minute. Now we're categorizing our milk, A1, A2, I know. proteins. I've always been utterly perplexed by oh, it. Oh, come on. Actually, good one. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. I, I must say, I was intrigued by the voice you did when we're discussing the beef industry. And I'm just wondering, like, yeah, is that how you envision the beef industry to sound in <laughs> I, conversation? I certainly didn't mean to upset anybody by <laughs> well, that. No. But no, what I think is there, I'm sure it's representative of like every rancher character I've yes. seen ever on some sort of television show. It's probably from something like the Simpsons. To okay. Be true. Okay. But then that brings up the point. Do you have other personifications for other industries and other voices that you think? I of? don't know. I, I think this is a dangerous place to be going towards, but, <laughs> 
but again, I'll defer. Yes. It's probably all Simpsons characters underneath. <laughs> okay, well then, the beer industry. Well, yeah, it's got to be Duff Man, right? <laughs> it's fair. Duff Man! <laughs> 